What's up, guys? Welcome back to It's Called Football. My name is Otis. My name's Jose. And uh, did we get the last episode up? Yes. All right. Not yeah, on YouTube, we've... but... Yeah. Not on YouTube. We've been struggling a lot lately, guys. Um, we're trying to make it work. <laughs> it's not easy. But today we are going to go ahead and uh, finish up our UCL fixtures that we spoke about on the last episode. Uh, review everything that happened on Wednesday and a little bit on Thursday. And... Uh, Look forward to this weekend. We've definitely got a lot of fixtures, a lot of derbies. Yeah, quite a few. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, wasting no time. Starting off with uh, El Trafico. El Trafico. I love that name yeah. for the derby. It's LA, so LAFC versus LA Galaxy. Um, and boy, was this the best El Trafico thus far. Oh, yeah. The, uh, even just like watching it on TV, you could tell that the atmosphere in the stadium was rocking the yeah. whole game. And tell you what, I do follow a lot of people on Twitter that follow European football specifically. And uh, even they were impressed. Not necessarily saying that the MLS is at the quality of a lot of European football, which it isn't. But even they were saying, you know, this is a very entertaining game. This is a game yeah. where you can see that there's still skill involved. Oh, 100%. Which I think is a big misconception with MLS teams. Uh, they're better than people give them credit for. And not only that, um, in terms of the fans, um, so if you look at like a lot of the bigger MLS teams like Portland, like LAFC, like Atlanta, like Orlando City, those ultra groups are, are wild. Now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying they can rival the ultra groups over in Italy or anything like that, but they, they but still give there. a good atmosphere. I remember we went to a DC United game and we sat right next to the supporter section. And we were singing nonstop. And they sang and danced and drummed the entire match. Shirts off, running around. Yeah. Every goal they scored. Crazy There was beer in the air. Like, it was... Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a better environment than you'll find in a lot of other, not only sports, but on the topic of football, European matches. I mean, some stadiums right don't allow the ultra section anymore. That's I know that's true. a big issue um, over there in the Premier League. In England specifically. Yeah. Due to previous strategies that have occurred, it's very yeah. understandable. And a lot of teams are trying to incorporate uh, safe standing sections. I know Wolves have started that themselves this season. Uh, so it'll get better, but props to the MLS. They're yeah. starting to garner more attention and legitimacy, I would say. Uh, Which we need over here. 100%. Obviously, you have Zlatan coming out after the game, which LA Galaxy lost 4-3, to three, by the way, saying that without him, the MLS will go back into obscurity, basically. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Zlatan and all of his, and his uh, comments. Honestly, I think even he knows, like, he's just playing the character at this point. Like, I have no beef with him just because he makes things more entertaining. Not to mention he's actually a really good player still. No, 100%. Yeah. Um, and I know he scored LA, LA Galaxy's first goal. Um, and that man, Carlos Vela, scored a brace, I believe, to yeah. take his tally to 36 for the season. Crazy stuff, man. Just crazy wild. stuff. 36 a goals in one season? Like that? That's a lot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was a pretty decent game. I know that uh, now that that was basically what some people are saying that was his Latons last game in the, uh, in the MLS. So, what are your thoughts on that? Like, um, there's rumors that he could. Uh, go back to Europe with yeah. teams in Italy interested. Uh, I'm hearing Napoli. Napoli? Oh, I heard AC Milan. Yeah. But that's interesting. I, I'd like to see AC Milan, like, if he goes back, just because that is a team that he has a lot of history at. Yeah. I'd like to see him go back to one of his former teams. Um, Man United could use him. <laughs> honestly, yes. 
Man United could use him. And I actually wouldn't be against seeing that because one of their biggest holes is that center forward position. You've got Rashford who doesn't look entirely comfortable and Martial, who a lot of people think would be the better forward between the two of Rashford and Martial. He's barely getting playing time, coming back from a slight injury. Yeah. Um, but when he's getting playing time, he's on the left. Yeah. So I mean, they gave him the number nine when Lukaku left, so I thought that he would move into that central striker role. Yeah. But I guess not. Here's the thing: Would someone like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer be able to handle a personality like Ibra? No. I don't think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer would be able to handle Pogba if Pogba turned on him. Exactly. So definitely not somebody like Ibra who. That man, 50% of his game is talk. Yeah. And he's not going to Barcelona. No. No, I don't know. It'll be Inter-Miami? Ooh, do you think he'll stay in the MLS? I personally don't think so. I don't think he's necessarily had a bad time. No, but he hasn't won anything. He hasn't. And at this point, if he stays any longer without winning, it'll tarnish this impression that people have of Zlatan. Oh, Zlatan. But I mean, the man is 38 years old. He could easily retire. Yeah, I I don't think he will, though. I think he's going to have to be forced I mean, to go down. If you see him play, he still plays like a 30-year-old guy. I mean, what does he have, 30 goals this season or something like that? I honestly... Yeah, I mean, he's you. still up there. So, will Zlatan move back to Europe? Will Zlatan stay in the MLS? Will he retire? We'll see. More than, most, more than likely, he'll probably just go to Europe. Uh, but moving on from L.A., uh, we've got Rodri, who will miss the uh, Liverpool City game. Yeah, so he's out until after the next international break in mid-November uh, with a hamstring injury. He came out in the uh, Champions League fixture, was it? Was it? What? Was what? it Champions League? No. No, 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 no it was no, at no, the no, weekend. No, no. It was the one right before the, the Atalanta game. Yeah, what it was game at the was weekend. That? What game was that? That was City versus... What game was that? Oh my we God. have our data. <laughs> uh, basically, he came off injured in the first half, and there were suspicions that he tore his hamstring. That wasn't the case, thankfully. Um, but he did pull it, so he's going to be out for a little bit, and that's a big blow to City, who have seen him play as one of the starting center backs for the past three or so games. Um, that was his second time playing. His second time? Center. Yeah. Yeah, and it was... Oh, the Palace game, Crystal Palace. There you go. Okay. I had to figure out what that was. Otherwise, it would have bothered me. <laughs> so yeah. it's interesting. I think John Stone's coming back from injury at the right time. Uh, Ottomendi's back. Walker's back. So, that, I mean, there's there's people that we could put in there. Yeah. Um, next to Fernandinho, who I and think will continue as center back. Honestly, I don't see why they would feel the need to remove him. Yeah, he's done pretty good. And then you got guys like Gunduan who can fill in um, in that defensive midfield role while Rodri is out. So Yeah. But that makes, how many injuries have you guys had now? Long term, that is, let's see, Sané, Laporte, Rodri, and Zinchenko just had knee surgery. So he'll be gone for three, four weeks as well. About four weeks, yeah. That's not good. No. Thankfully. I mean, thankfully, we, in the left back spot, we've got Mindy and Angelino. Yeah. So we, and we have covered. brought back stuff. Angelino at the right time. Exactly. Here's the thing. You guys have a lot more depth than Liverpool, and yet Liverpool is the one that's faring a lot better. There are a lot of things that go on behind the scenes with physios and training regimens that we don't know, but if City want to get back in this title race, which they're still very much in, they need to get these injuries sorted. 100%. And 
like you said, we probably have the best squad. Like, if you talk about overall squad, City have probably have the best overall squad in England, possibly one of the best in Europe. Um, but when you have almost all of your starting center backs injured, we had Laporte, Otamendi, and Stones, and Walker, who fills in at uh, center back for England, all of them were injured at the same time. Yeah. We didn't have a choice but to put two defensive midfielders back there. That's the reason we lost the Wolves game. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, like, and Adama Traore. Well, no, his <laughs> pace is his pace. Him getting in behind Fernandinho. I mean, you put Adama Traore, probably one of the fastest guys in Europe, up against a 34 year old Fernandinho. It's not gonna. I think well. we know who's gonna win that foot race. Yeah, and. I don't know. I think there are a lot of flaws and a lot of teams coming out, and I think the standard keeps being raised. But you're totally right. Uh, if City want to stay in it, they have to get this under control, mm-hmm. and they have to have the people who deputize in the injured players' place. They need to perform better. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But we'll we'll move on from City, so we don't talk about them too much. Um, now we can talk about uh, the uh, Wednesday fixtures from the Premier League. I mean, wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The Champions League Wednesday fixtures. Yeah, starting with Genk and uh, Liverpool. <laughs> Funny story about two Liverpool fans who uh, took a flight to Ghent in Belgium and ended up missing the match. Wow. But they were invited by Genk to, uh, I think, well, it was their week at the, or their match at the weekend. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, they invited, invited them, which is super classy. Yeah. Making the most of a <laughs> unfortunate situation. Uh, Liverpool won that four one. Yeah, we both had predicted three 0 Yeah, but I, pretty I, standard. Yeah, we we were close. Yeah. I'll count that as a victory for me. Um, okay, I don't know if I go that far, but yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> Liverpool won. We saw that coming. Salzburg versus Napoli. This one ended three two to Napoli. Yeah, big news was the uh, goal of the week scored by uh, Sabitzer, the Austrian uh, attacking yeah. mid for uh, RB Leipzig. Crazy hurt Salzburg. <laughs> I was gonna say Red Bull, but different different city. Wait, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> oh my gosh, these Red Bulls, man. <laughs> these Red Bulls. I take everything I just said back. Uh, this was a preview for another match we're about to talk about. But yeah, yeah Napoli took care of them, three uh, two. I predicted a two one. I predicted a two two. Yeah. So. Great job by Salzburg being so competitive in this yeah. group, but it's it's not going to come easy for them. Yeah. Next yeah. up, let's talk about that game that I uh, <laughs> yeah. jumped ahead yeah. to uh, RB Leipzig and Zenit St. Petersburg. It would end up being 2-1, like you predicted. Yep. I had a 1-1. And this is where Marcel Sabitzer had the uh, incredible goal. I think Half that one's going to be up for a Puskas. Oh my gosh, it was, was so a, good. That was so a, good. A, like the angle that they got from behind him, you could watch mm. him hit it and you watch it curve ever so slightly to the top corner. I'm not saying it's anywhere near as good, but I feel like it's going to be one of those iconic shots, just like we always see that Roberto Carlos free kick that went right into the top right corner. It's going to be one of those that you're going to recognize what game that's from. I don't know if the game was that big, but yeah. I no, mean, not that the game was big, but it's a great goal. Like, no, if I it's tell a you, goal. It's, it's, a great, it's an amazing goal that people will look back on. If I tell like, you wow. Gareth Bale overhead kick. Okay, yeah. You're going to know it was a final against Liverpool. Yeah. They're going to say like, oh, this is that one group stage so game in the Champions League. So you say <laughs> Sabitzer 
uh, Champions League, they'll know. Or yeah. it's Episode Volley, Champions yeah. League. Yeah, okay. 100%. All right, interesting. Um, let's finish. The other game from Group G, uh, Benfica versus Lyon. The Ints one ended 2-1. Um, I predicted a 3-1 victory for Benfica. Leon haven't necessarily been playing that well, and Benfica have been doing their thing over there in Portugal. So I yeah. figured the form would continue. Yeah, I, I thought that getting rid of their old manager, Leon, that is, in Slovenia, and bringing in a new one would uh, incentivize the team to perform well. And they didn't necessarily perform badly by any means, just not enough to get the result. Uh, I had predicted a 2-1 Leon win. Yeah. Uh, now we talk about Group F, Inter versus Dortmund. This one ended 2-0 to Inter. That man, Lotaro Martinez. Um, I predicted a 3-2 for this one for Inter. And I believe you had predicted a 2-2 draw. I did. And um, Dortmund just seen they can't get it together. There's uh, talk in the news that Jose Mourinho has been ruled out of taking over the Dortmund job. So it definitely sounds like the uh, pressure is on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100% doesn't look like Dortmund are meeting the standards that they were hoping for going into the season. No. Understandably so. Uh, they haven't been playing that well it, um, yeah. domestically. And the Champions League, they've been okay. They've been decent. Um, Inter, however, have been playing very well domestically and in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. Even though they lost to Barcelona, but still. Um, but I just think, I keep thinking back, like, I think... Antonio Conte could have gone anywhere, so, you know, and he picked the best place to go because he needs players that can dribble, and you can already see with players like Kondreva, who scored the winning penalty, or the one that sealed the win, he's got the players he likes. He doesn't have to turn this team around drastically. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, he brought Romelu Lukaku, who he's been trying to get. For Lord knows how many years now. Yeah. Um, and so Lukaku played pretty decent in this game. Um, but I think the biggest the, or the best player in the field was probably Latar Martinez. Um, there's a lot of talk about him being linked to Barcelona now. Yeah. I think it's just paper talk, to be honest. To- and it's interesting because you compare the two Argentinian strikers, Martinez and Icardi. One of them is living up to the hype right now. The other one... Has kind of, Icardi, he's doing okay. great. He's yeah. doing well, but he's fallen off the pedestal that he was on. At Inter, yeah. I'll yeah. give you that. I think he's gonna it's gonna take some time for him to get cracking over at PSG, but once he does, you won't be able to stop him. Mm-hmm. Now, back to Lukaku. Just think a couple summers back, Alvaro Morata was about to join Manchester United. Or or so we thought. And then at the last second they announced that he was going to Chelsea. And Lukaku was going to Manchester United. Imagine how different things would have been for both teams. Exactly. Man United would still be in the same position, but maybe Chelsea would be a little bit better off. I feel like... I agree 100%, first of all. I think Lukaku would probably still be at Chelsea. You know, oh, yeah. He would be getting a lot more service there. Yeah. I almost feel like they should have stuck with the original plan. Yeah, I think it would have been better off. Well, not, not from United, because Morata can't seem to score. I think it would have worked fine, because Morata... I, I would say Lukaku's a superior striker, but I feel like next to Rashford and Martial, yeah. where the expectation is solely on you, where it kind of is with Chelsea, who have been struggling for a while with significant striking presence, you know? Now you look at Michibashuai, Olivier Giroud, Tammy Abraham, they still don't have a bona fide starter. Tammy... Tammy. Yes, 
But that's still a youngster. No, yeah. 100% I don't feel rel- totally confident. I mean, they're relying on youth all over the pitch, though. Yeah. You know. And I think Lukaku would have been a very good player to have in there. Just a leader, a senior figure to exactly. have at top, yeah. Exactly. Um, sticking with Group F, uh, before we move to the Slavia Prague Barcelona game, I do want to ask you, how worried are you if Dortmund drop or enter? Or obviously it won't be Barcelona, but how worried would you be if Dortmund, who look the more likely to go to the Europa League, were to <laughs> As an Arsenal fan? Yeah, as an Arsenal fan. Because I know you guys, that's your main objective. Other yeah. than making top four is, oh, no. is winning. Europa League is the main objective. Yeah. Over top four, I feel like. Uh, at this point, this management team of Raul and Vinay have made it very clear they want to win a trophy. Uh, I'd definitely be more worried and scared of Inter. I think Dortmund are still a fantastic team and by no means would be easy. And they may even be the favorites. But I think they're a lot easier to get at. Yep. Well, one of these two teams is coming. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you guys will match up with them. But they'll definitely be the favorites to make it to the last Two seasons ago, Atletico Madrid dropped and they beat us. Well, it is Atletico Madrid. Um, Now, to finish off this groove, Slavia Prague Barcelona. This one ended 2-1 to Barcelona. I predicted a 3-0. And I believe you had predicted a 3-1 to Barcelona. Yeah, uh, pretty standard. Yeah, in the end, they got the job done. Respectable performance yep. by Slavia Prague. Um, just to move through here now, Group H, Ajax versus Chelsea. I had predicted a massive Ajax win, a 3-1. I had a 1-0 going the wrong way. Yeah. I predicted Ajax. It ended up being Chelsea winning 1-0. Yeah. So, like, I feel this this was bittersweet because I wanted Ajax to win, but I'm also happy that Pulisic was able to get an assist. So, it's... it. He came off the bench and yeah. assisted Betrawai. Who also came off the bench. Yeah, just like they did in Dortmund. So maybe those two need to start. Just a thought, Frank. Um, I think Chelsea's doing fine just how they're going. <laughs> yeah, I don't but think I they need, need to switch it up too much. No, no, no. They need to stop starting Willian and then they start starting Pulisic. Okay, and you're saying they should start Batshuayi over Abraham, who you just backed a second ago? Hmm? Um, eh, no. But I just want them to start Pulisic. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. The last match was uh, Leon Valencia ended up a one-one. We both predicted two-nil to Valencia. I don't think we gave Lil enough credit, or maybe just Valencia I don't think they didn't deserved play. It. <laughs> Valencia just didn't play that well. Um, but moving on, yeah. we're gonna go ahead and quickly predict our weekend fixtures. First, we got Leon and Mets. Yeah, the reason that we're going to talk about this game for a second, or predict it rather, is because uh, Leon is sitting uh, literally level on points uh, with the team in the relegation zone, and Mets are one point above Leon. So this is a massive game for Leon uh, if they don't want to drop into the relegation zone. So I'm going to say one nil to Leon. I don't. They haven't necessarily been playing that well, but you get guys like Memphis Depay who can create something out of nothing. I think they'll pull this one through one nil. I've got a 2-1 to Leon. Um, yeah, there's shit, but so is Mets. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, also true. Very simple. Moving on to Schalke and Dortmund. Yeah. Another important matchup, considering how poorly uh, Dortmund has started domestically compared to their expectations. Yeah, I'm going to go for a, a 2-1 to, to Dortmund. Um, it is a derby, you know, so I think Schalke will be up for it. Uh, but I, I just think Dortmund will... They can't lose. They can't drop points. And uh, I think they've got the experience and the talent to really pull something together. Uh, that's interesting. I'm not sure which one I'm going to go with. 
Hey, do you want to do you want to just uh, turn off your computer while we record? Yeah. Thank you, sir. I'm gonna go with a two nil. Actually, no. Yeah, two nil. <laughs> two nil, Dorman. Okay. All right. Uh, Liverpool Spurs, which is our matchup of the week. Um, I'm gonna go for an unfortunate three-one to Liverpool. I need Spurs to pull something out and get get a result against Liverpool, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I'm going three-two. I think it's gonna be a pretty high-scoring one. To Spurs? Uh, no, oh. no, Liverpool. <laughs> Speak into existence, they say. Uh, I think Spurs are very capable of winning. Yeah, they've started off very rocky, but when you have Less Harry Kane, more human son, and Lucas Mora, you're always going to be able to score goals. Yeah. You should, in theory. Hopefully. Um, yeah, we'll see how that one turns out. We keep, uh, PSG versus Marseille, another derby. Uh, I'm going for 4 0 to PSG. Marseille have been eh this season, and PSG, you got guys like Di Maria and Mbappe. Um, I believe Neymar's back now. Um, Ander Ferrer's been playing decent. So I'm, I'm going to go for 4 0. I'm going for a 2-0. No, 3-0. It's going to be a competitive match, but I just don't see Marseille having anything over PSG at this point. Nothing. Nothing at all. Not a single area on the pitch or in the coaching staff. Oh, my God. Um, Jeez. (laughs) Have mercy. (laughs) um, And now for the final game that we're going to predict this weekend and the final derby, Ajax versus Feyenoord. I'm going to go for a 3-1 to Ajax. Uh, I just think they're a much better team than Feyenoord. Much better form. At, at this current moment as well. I'm going for a 1-0. Okay. You can never doubt a team in a derby. And Are you going to doubt Quincy Promis? No. Tadic? No, no. Ziyech? I still pick them to win. Van de Beek? Hey, say all those names. They also lost a few days ago. Wow. <laughs> all right, on that one, we're going to go ahead and call it uh, definitely check out the Fantasy League, like we say every time. Uh, the winner at the end of the season gets a uh, $50 gift card. That join code should be in the description, right, Otis? It will be in the description. On our YouTube. So definitely check us out on YouTube. It's called Football. Make sure to leave a like and subscribe. And check us, check us out on Twitter, <laughs> at Called Football. Make sure to listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. My name's Jose. My name's Otis. See you next week, guys.